Brothers and sisters, welcome back once again to our class on emotional wellness. I'm Brother Richards, excited to be with you, thrilled at this course. We take this doctrinal approach to understanding emotions and our feelings. And today, I want to talk to you a little bit about the process that we should go through when uh, we go through what uh, some people call the faith crisis. One of my good friends that I teach with he likes to call this the doubt crisis, <laughs> and I like that because faith is not the, uh, the issue. The doubts, that's the issue. Um, remember, our big picture here, we talk about uh, the use of belief windows, how we see um, truths, and then, then we interpret those truths through different beliefs written on our belief windows. Remember, circumstances, right? the facts of life, that's just a series of events. There's no emotion tied to them. Things happen. Facts are facts. Beliefs are how we interpret those circumstances or those facts. Feelings and emotions, they are created by beliefs and thoughts, not by the actual circumstances themselves. We assign our beliefs and thoughts uh, based on uh, feelings and emotions based on our beliefs and our thoughts. Remember, everything that we process must go through our brain first before we experience any kind of an emotional response. So there is a truth out there that is concerning. There are several truths that are concerning to people. For example, Joseph Smith um, reported his first vision differently to several people. That's a fact. That is a fact. Now, some people with their belief window, as they interpret those facts, they say, hey, there should only be one account of the first vision, not multiple accounts. Another fact, <clears throat> there was a restriction on priesthood ordination for several decades. That's true. That's part of our church's history. Now, some people, uh, as they look at that fact through their belief window, they say, hey, there should never be any restriction on priesthood ordination ever. There are uh, another fact here. Joseph Smith was sealed to more women than just Emma. That's a fact. That is a fact. Now, some people, through their belief window, their belief is Joseph should have just only been sealed to Emma, period. End of story. Another fact, women aren't ordained to the priesthood. That's a fact. That's a circumstance. Now, the belief that some people have on their belief window is that women should be ordained to the priesthood. Okay? Now, again, <clears throat> we've talked about facts We've talked about beliefs, and now obviously <laughs> there's an undercurrent here of emotion. Some people, based on the belief on their belief windows, they look at the facts of the gospel, they become very, very emotional, very passionate that it should be handled differently, okay? So let's take the first one. Joe Smith <clears throat> had multiple first vision accounts. That is true. That is a fact. Your beliefs, how do you interpret that? Are you okay with that? Uh, is it okay um, in your belief window for him to add different details to different people or different groups based on the audience? For me, I'm okay with that. I don't mind him using different details based upon who he's speaking to. That's fine with me. I have no feelings or emotions over the fact that he reported his first vision differently to different people. Now, if you have strong feelings about that fact, <laughs> then that's where faith comes in. You've got to make a decision. Are you okay with Joseph having multiple reports about his first vision? Is that troublesome to you? Is that problematic? 
Is that a game changer? Is that the end of your faith in the prophet Joseph Smith? Those are questions you're going to have to wrestle with. Again, where will you assign your faith? Uh, again, priesthood restriction, right? That's a fact. The, the priesthood was restricted um, for several decades. Now, how do you uh, how do you interpret that? Are you okay with that? <clears throat> Personally, I am. I look biblically at different times uh, throughout our world's history that the Lord has restricted priesthood. Why he's done that throughout history, I don't know. But I, I have a belief in my belief window that everything God does is to save the majority of his children. I don't understand completely the restriction on priesthood, but I do know that God is in charge throughout history and that he has different policies and procedures in place, but each of them is calculated to save the most number, the highest degree of his children. And, and that's where I'm okay. I have no feelings or emotions about the restriction on priesthood. Um, Joseph sealed to more people than just Emma. That's a fact. Now, how do you interpret that? Are you okay with him being sealed to more people? Um, I personally am, especially because the, uh, the sealing that we, the, the term sealing we have today, uh, it was very, is very different than how they viewed sealings back in the mid 1800s. For us today, when we hear the word sealing, we think of, of marriage and a ceremony and reception and intimacy and living together and your husband and wife and raising children. Early on, that sealing was very different. It was simply a priesthood ordinance. Uh, they believed that you had to be sealed to other people who were going to be saved for yourself to be saved. That's how they understood it. And it was messy there for a while. That's how they understood it. And so, yes, Joseph was sealed to several women. Um, some were young, some were very old, and I'm okay with that. As we look at some of the, the facts surrounding those in terms of intimacy and so on, the record is a little bit nebulous there. I have very little feeling or emotion over Joseph being sealed to just Emma uh, because my belief on my belief, belief window is that it's, it's okay. Um, it's happened throughout history. Um, another belief, my belief window is that Joseph Smith was a good man. Uh, another belief I have on my, on my belief window is that, and I know this, um, the women were not forced into this. <laughs> it was a choice. And that Joseph only had children with Emma. Again, that's a fact. And I'm grateful to know that, that he only had uh, children with Emma. Anyway, the list go, goes on and on. I have no emotion, no, no anger, no hostility over the fact that he was sealed to more people than just Emma. Let's do one more real quick. Um, women aren't ordained to the priesthood. That's a fact. How do you interpret that? Are you okay with that? Does that make you angry? Does it get you riled up? Um, if so, that's okay. It's okay to have feelings. We talked about that in our, in our last class. What are the beliefs on your belief window that are causing you to feel those intense emotions? I don't know. Let me share some of the beliefs on my belief window. I believe that the LDS Church is one of the greatest and most um, progressive churches on the planet in terms of the role of women. Um, I look at our doctrine of a heavenly mother. I look at how we esteem Mother Eve for her choice to partake of the fruit. I look at the awesome and incredible women organizations. I look at our, our doctrine that women have access to the priesthood. I looked at our doctrine of, uh, of divine nature and how men need an ordination to the priesthood to become on the same plane that women are naturally born with. I have several beliefs on my belief window regarding women and priesthood where 
I don't feel a lot of emotion about it. <laughs> um, but I know some people, I got to be sensitive with each of these topics. There are some people when you, you throw up topics about first vision or polygamy or women and priesthood, there are some intense, intense emotions. And guess what? That's okay. It's okay to feel strongly. What we have to do when we feel those intense emotions is look at the beliefs on our belief windows to see if they line up with what the Lord has revealed. <clears throat> One quick analogy, then we'll be done for today. Children of Israel, they had these fiery flying serpents that were biting them and they were dying. They were told to look and live. What percentage were bitten? All of them. <sighs> Why didn't they look? Well, they weren't sure if it would, if it would work or not. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, where do you look when you're getting bitten? When you are feeling intense emotion over the gospel, uh, as you're getting bitten by, by doctrines or principles or practices, and oh, it's, it's causing you to feel these emotions and you're stirred up, where do you look? Do you look to social media? Do you look to friends? Do you look to family? Do you look to Google? All of these are resources that are okay, but they're not the best. Those children of Israel, those that looked up, as they looked up to that snake on a stick, were healed. If you want to be healed from those stinging bites and emotions that come through church practice, practice and, and history and doctrine, look up. God really is the answer of all questions. I know that's true. Everyone who looked around with the children of Israel died. Everyone looked up, lived. May you look up as you have your wrestles with different uh, practices within our church history is my invitation to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.